right now. Time to head across the ditch to Australia. We're, we're, uh, oh, we're going to go to Brad Foster in a moment, apparently. Um, allergies after three. Um, this is a pre-record, so I don't have time to put your allergy questions to our guest. But we do cover heaps after three o'clock, um, including what you might be able to do, what aspects of your lifestyle you might be able to change uh, so that you don't suffer as much, so that you don't develop allergies, and her explanation for why they are so prevalent in 2023 and apparently getting worse. Oh, there's an, also a, quite a scary one called Alpha-Gal. Have you come across that before? That is an allergy that hasn't arrived in New Zealand yet. I won't tell you any more, but that's worth listening to after 3 o'clock. Now let's go to Brad Foster, our Australian correspondent. Hi, Brad. Hey, Jesse. How are you going? Good. I went to bed last night. Um, what? I went, <laughs> I went to bed with the faith that the Matildas would do it against Denmark, and they did 2-0. Looks like, um, looks like Sam Kerr was um, looking a bit dodgy there for a moment, but um, otherwise all good news. Yeah, and uh, it, it was great news. We'd, we'd only beaten Denmark once before in six games outside the World Cup, so uh, and this was in front of a crowd of seventy-four thousand, which is a pretty big number for any football code. Uh, now that win means we're into the quarterfinals on Saturday. We play either France or Morocco. They play in Adelaide tonight. Uh, mm. Sam Kerr came on with about ten minutes to go, and hopefully she's over her injury, but. Um, we didn't really need it because we were 2-0 two, two up um, by the time she came on, but I guess uh, she needs a bit of match fitness to uh, to uh, progress or the, now that the team's progressed. And uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Opera House lights. Uh, Opera House sails were lit up um, in green and gold. No. Remember, um, yeah, well, you were probably in bed, so there might be some footage somewhere <laughs> that you could have a look at. But um, you remember um, at the King's Coronation, the New South Wales Premier, Chris Minns, uh, didn't allow the uh, Opera House sales to be lit up for that. Uh, he wanted to keep keep the occasion for Australians or Australian-related events, and uh, I guess he thought this was a good enough reason. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the taxpayers would be happy to pay the eighty to a hundred thousand dollars cost of doing so. <laughs> really, I'm looking at it now. It does look very impressive. I can't believe it costs that much just to flick a few lights on, Brad. I know. I reckon I could do it a lot cheaper, Jim. <laughs> you peddling on an exercycle, maybe. <laughs> um, but hey, looks like the whole country's getting behind the Matildas and and catching the fever. They are. Um, we've got a lot of uh, live sites around the country and just the um, the number of people going to games. Um, the first uh, game on TV against Ireland, there was an average of 1.9 million television viewers. And then against Canada uh, last week, 2.16 million people. Uh, we don't have the results for last night, of course, but uh, that's huge. Um, now, of course, I was super disappointed that New Zealand didn't progress, uh, but... Yeah. Still, they claim to being the best rugby team at the moment, and uh, beating us last week. That's why I couldn't talk to you on air uh, last week. <laughs> I had to have a week off. You would have been feeling pretty good at half time, though. I was, and and I didn't think uh, you know losing by a penalty against New Zealand. I was quite happy with that. Uh, a loss is a loss, and perhaps the uh, coach Eddie Jones does actually have a plan, and and uh, we're on the improve for uh, France in uh, a couple of months.
Indeed, talking to Brad Foster across the ditch. Um, you had your eye on any of those other football games? Well, the big World Cup upset was, of course, USA, beaten uh, the other night by Sweden. Um, they've won the World Cup four times, and uh, even Donald Trump uh, made a few comments about that loss and their behaviour. I think there was one game where they, uh, some of the players didn't sing their national anthem, but uh, I think he had a, he's had a, a bit of a history with them. I, I believe he might have invited them to the White House uh, at the end of the last World Cup, and they uh, they um, said thanks but no thanks. So uh, there's still uh, Don, Donald's still got a few hard feelings with them. But uh, yeah, as if, as if getting kicked out of the uh, World Cup wasn't bad enough, you've then got to sit by and listen to some inspiring words from the former president about what you did wrong. That's right. That's right. I think uh, Japan is still uh, looking good and, and a hot favourite. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, hey Brad, yeah, we've had a few. Uh, you, you go on. Sorry. Yeah. Well, well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say that you said that you would be going for Australia now that New Zealand are out. I heard. I am. Uh, yeah, I am, and I've still got the um, the uh, Australian jersey that you thoughtfully sent me um, for the Men's World Cup. So I'll be wearing that next time I watch them. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't feel natural to me, Brad, to support an Australian team, but I think it's the right thing to do. There are the co-hosts. Uh, the underdogs, and uh, from our part of the world. So, yeah, we'll be uh, supporting the Matildas. Hey, we've had a few shootings in Auckland recently that have uh, raised a few concerns. I understand there have been a few in Sydney too. Is there any talk on on what the Sydney ones have been all about? Yeah, I, I did hear that um, that you've had a few in, uh, in Auckland, um, but I can tell you that we've had six in the past six weeks, which police say are all drug-related. Uh, the New South Wales Police has launched Task Force Magnus in response to these. There is some speculation that those uh, the, the last five followed the first shooting in Bondi in late June, uh, and of course, all related to uh, or linked to drugs. Um, the New South Wales Crime Commission has been reported as saying that Sydney is the organised crime hub of Australia, which doesn't sound too pleasant if you live in the city. Um, the majority of um, the uh, shootings have been happening in southwestern Sydney. Uh, the New South Wales Police Deputy Commissioner, uh, David Hudson, he said that he's seen similar violence many times in the past two, two decades and crime statistics show the number of homicides caused by guns in New South Wales has fallen in recent years. But I can't recall six shootings in six weeks, um, but I guess he knows what he's talking about. And uh, the, the issue with um, these kinds of crimes is nobody talks to the police, so the, the chances of solving them are, are right. slim. But let's hope something happens, because it, it's a pretty scary situation for people who uh, who live uh, in those um, the areas where the, the, uh, these shootings have been happening, Jess. Yeah, and quite funny, when, 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 people, when people feel anecdotally and, and, and through experience that, that crime is getting worse or more visible or more brazen and then mm. you see the stats or, 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 um, or, or alternative views from people in power or the police saying, hey, no, nothing's changing. It's quite um, unsettling, I imagine. So, yeah, I think gang-related here as well. I'm not sure if drugs-related, but uh, that seems to be um, the channel of inquiry they're pursuing. Anything else happening in your part of the world? Uh, well, it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention that Australia's netball team won their 12th World Cup early Monday morning. They they uh, absolutely thrashed England, 61-45. I, knew, I know that uh, New Zealand didn't quite make it there. Um, 
uh, in that tournament either. Yeah, that was a real bummer. Yes. Uh, Paul McCartney's coming to Australia in October and November. I don't, didn't know whether he was also coming to... Um, he's not. He's not. And for a moment I thought, mm, maybe I'll go crash at Brad's house and go see this one. I would love to see Paul McCartney. That would be great. Well, he's just announced a second uh, Sydney concert. Uh, even before tickets have gone on sale, they go on sale tomorrow. So I could buy you a couple, Jesse, and uh, yeah, we do have a spare room. Um, <laughs> it's not very big, but uh, I'm sure we can we can fit you in. <laughs> um, I went to see him, and, and last time he was in New Zealand, and he's, if you've got any interest in the music of the Beatles um, yeah. and or Paul McCartney as a solo artist, it's so good. He, he, he manages to replicate... That sound, the sound of the studio albums, so well. It's just, yeah, tremendously rewarding thing. Quite a moving thing as well for a lot of us who was raised, uh, who were raised on his music. Yes, I've, I've seen, I've watched um, him play uh, that Blackbird live, and mm-hmm. uh, that's incredible, incredible. Um, I'd, I'd love to go and see him. Um, now, I also wanted to mention Australia's first cryogenic lab. Uh, has opened in a small New South Wales town called Holbrook. Now, you can pay $150,000 to be frozen uh, when you die and hopefully be reawakened and live again when the science actually allows that to happen. Uh, Now, I'm not sure how my kids would go if my wife and I told them that we were uh, uh, spending $300,000 to freeze ourselves uh, when we died, but um, they might uh, have other... uh, other hopes for uh, their inheritance, but, um, I yeah. guess there are a few people that have got more money than sense. Yeah, plenty of that around at the moment, and the longevity people. Don't get me started on them. Thanks, Brad. Great to talk to you. <laughs> okay, Jesse. Brad Foster in Australia.